The views expressed on the following program are those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily represent those of the Key Biscayne Independent. From Key Biscayne, Florida, this is Antisocial, the podcast that looks at social media, puts it on a scale, and tries to get an accurate weight. I'm Tony Winton. I'm George Santos. <laughs> All right, I'm lying. I'm Anthony DeVolder. Okay. All right, maybe not. I'm actually I'm actually Katata. Katata Ravachi. <laughs> I don't have any music for that, though. Isn't no. That okay. All right, it's just me. I'm just Tom. I'm boring. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hi. Welcome are you? to... I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back at season seven, you reminded me last show. That's season right. Season seven. Season seven. I've been doing this for seven seasons. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Well, we have, a, we have an interesting show, I think, today. This is right up your alley, this show. Right. It is, because I have a little bit of, a little bit of expertise in this area, uh, having worked on the union side of things for a while in a previous life. A negotiator. You were yeah. the foreman of a union. You negotiated uh, for the Herald contract. I mean, you're sort of the expert on this subject matter. I, I've, I got involved in it as a, as a young person uh, when my radio station uh, organized uh, back in the 80s. And uh, it's always been sort of an interest of mine. All right. But the, that's not, and we're not talking about anything I am involved with. So just to be yet a disclaimer yet, <laughs> who knows? We're talk- After the show, you may get we're, a call. We're talking about uh, and today, by the way, the Labor Department released the uh, stats na- nationally for unionization in the United States. And although the rate is at a at a low, it did indicate that there are, I think, over two hundred thousand workers joined unions for the right. last year. The numbers are up. The raw numbers are up, but the rate is down. The rate is down, right? And. Part of what's happening is there's been a wave of unionization in service industries. Uh, we're seeing it at Amazon, and we're seeing it, I think, perhaps getting a, the most media attention is Starbucks. Yeah, Starbucks has been in the news uh, over and over again. And I think one of the reasons why you see Starbucks in the news uh, a lot is because Starbucks has pinned its brand to being a progressive company that has a uh, an agenda that would follow along with more democratic policies that should be union friendly, but appears not. Well, uh, our two guests here are going to be talking about how their experience has been trying to form unions here in South Florida. Uh, we have uh, they are people who started unions or tried to start unions at the. Hialeah and Miami Spring stores, and welcoming to the studio are our two guests. Uh, that's going to be uh, Willie Suarez and Christian. Thank you both for uh, coming. Great to be here. Thank you. So why don't you guys start with giving us a, a brief history? Willie, why don't you start first with, okay, why did you want to start a union at a Starbucks, and what happened? So 
Um, as for wanting to start a union at my Starbucks, it's a couple of reasons. Um, simply put, the wages do not match the price of the cost of living in Miami. Um, at the time, baristas were making uh, $12 an hour and shift supervisors were making $15 an hour and our hours were not guaranteed. Um, since the union campaign has begun, Starbucks has been forced, you know, as a concession to give workers across the company raises. So that's definitely one thing that we organized for um, at my store. We were also being subject to arbitrary write-ups um, for things that were just not, you know, previously um, pretty much that they were not really held against us before. But they began to. So we decided that unionization would be the only way to protect our careers at Starbucks. And Christian Miranda, you are at Miami Springs. Yeah. And in the case on our store, we, we also resonated a lot with the idea that, that, that Will's uh, co-workers uh, went into where, you know, the cost of living here in Miami, you, you can't get by on 12 an hour. Now, we've, like Will said, we've been up to 15, and that, even that's not enough to survive sustainably and comfortably in the city. Uh, you know, across the board, we, we experience you know, uh, un, unreasonable hours cuts, we, un, unwarranted write-ups, you know, and, and we, were, we were tired of it at my store, and we decided that the only way to, to secure our benefits that we already had and have the chance at you know, having new ones was to go ahead and organize. In all fairness, though, I mean, look, I'm on Indeed right now. And if I type in Hialeah or Miami Springs food services, 8,000 jobs come up. It's a it's a worker's market. Why unionize? Why not just leave and get a better job? Well, because the fact is that it, it was as if uh, what, what Chris Smalls, the, the organizer from Amazon, said, it's the conditions in one food industry job are the conditions in every food industry job. So by setting the example, by unionizing, we could actually change the conditions across the board for the entire industry. Let me a little bit of your experience. Um, you're, you had an election in April. Mm -hmm. um, you, you guys lost by two votes. Uh, Christian, at your store in Miami Springs, you guys won. Um, you have since, uh, just a short while ago, I think it was in December, mm -hmm. you were fired. You were let go. Yes, I was. And, and there is now a pending complaint in front of the National Labor Relations Board about your termination. Tell us about that. So on December 27th, after working at Starbucks for almost 11 years, I was terminated by my manager over a cash handling policy that was weaponized against me, whereas it was not on workers on, on my other co-workers whereas they would not receive even write-ups i was let go because i would continue to engage in protected activity i would engage in organizing activity and that was you know that was a thorn in their side and since time had passed since our campaign they probably felt you know comfortable enough like hey we can let them go now and we won't face as many repercussions even though yes there is a complaint before the National Labor Relations Board. Right. And and according to the company's critics, there have been a dozen people around the country, more than a dozen that have been let go. Right. Oh, yes. And, and this is, again, I want to stress, this is a national issue. There are bargaining started, I think, in Buffalo, New York, um, the first union organized there. That was about 400 days ago. Is that right? Yes. That yeah. Was, yeah. And no one has a contract yet. No store has a contract. 
Have you had any bargaining? You guys did. You guys did get certified, right? You got. You became a union. What's what's happened to you? Well, we we did have a single bargaining session. Will was there as well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it went absolutely nowhere. You know, they we we tried to give them our proposals. They did not take them. They said we are not in a position to take them, which is you know obviously not true. That's what they're there for. And yeah, it went nowhere. We haven't heard anything since, and we're just waiting around with on, on our on our hands. When was when was that session? That was that was sometime in in yeah maybe like in early December or late November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they literally caucused the entire meeting, we we caucused pretty much for four hours, did nothing, and went home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, fortunately, like Tony's a real news guy. I'm not. I don't care. I'll say anything. Uh, but Tony is very thorough in his journalism. So he reached out to Starbucks and he said, "Hey, uh, what about this?" Uh, they wrote us an email that, uh, arrived in our inboxes about four minutes before you guys arrived. Wow. Um, no timing is everything, man. Uh, and they said on bargaining counter to the union's claim, we've come to the table in person and in good faith for more than 85 single store contract bargaining sessions only to be met with the workers United representatives who insist on broadcasting the session to unknown individuals, not in the room. And in some instances, post recordings of the sessions online. Unfortunately, this behavior has continued, even though the National Labor Relations Board NLRB prohibits any party from requiring recordings or transcripts of contract negotiations because such actions inhibit the free and open discussion necessary for conducting successful bargaining. Did that, did, I'm sorry, Christian, did, How that, do we act, do? did that actually happen in, in Miami Springs? Well, we, we did have our, we did have a, a Zoom open for our bargaining session. It was not open to the public and the people who were in that Zoom are members of our National Bargaining Committee and they were there to you know, listen in and then also take part in, in representing us. Um, so uh, they're, they're not unknown individuals. You know, they know who those individuals are very well. Um, and Workers United also gave them a specific in written, you know, notice that no one will be recording these sessions. They just continue to push this because they want to derail the bargaining sessions. Yeah, it wasn't recorded. Okay. Well, I mean, we, that's, we neither you nor I were in the room. We can't, yeah. we can't, we can't do this. I, I can tell you. That Sounds like he said, she said. In my, in and, my experience, and Tom knows this as well, is that Zoom bargaining, especially during the pandemic, was the was not was, was preferred. Preferred. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, having been in, in 984 days of bargaining, only one of which was in person. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, so, uh, and the company insisted that all the bargaining take place by, via zoom or, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I just, I find that a very odd position to take. You know, they say their, their statement says they're willing to bargain. That means getting proposals, making counter proposals, you know, that's, there's an exchange of different things, but you never, you've never even gotten to like, the basics of a contract. Yeah, they pretty much admit the fact that they we never got very far because every time we showed up, uh, they were broadcasting, right. and we don't know who they were broadcasting to. That is the uh, that is the point that uh, the Starbucks spokesperson is making. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess my question is: do do you does this get you demoralized? Do you what what, what where do you where are you guys at? Well, at least with regards to morale, there's no problem with that. I've worked at Starbucks for many years. Um, I I intend to see Starbucks become a union company by the end of this. If it takes as long as it takes, it, it, you know, we'll, I'll wait out that storm. That's for sure. 
And um, yeah, yeah, you know. But they're but think about what they're putting out to the public. Oh yeah, no unions. <laughs> this is a Starbucks Sorry. worker video that they have on their website. You can go watch it. Whether you're a store manager like me, or a barista, or a district manager, you have a role to play. At Starbucks, we believe we're better side-by-side. We can focus on a shared vision, a shared future, and that we're able to work together better for all stakeholders. A complaint should be filed against that music. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they, they're, they're spending... I, well, I'm sorry. Sorry, I, Starbucks. I'm, Geez, they're, they're, they're literally spending money that they could be using to make the partners' lives better by making all these silly videos and just trying to cover their own bases with that one Starbucks website, which is all just propaganda in our view. Um, the partners want a fair contract, and we're going to continue fighting for it. So I'm a, I'm a branding guy. I work in marketing and branding. And what really interests me is how contrary this story seems to the brand that they portray in public. They portray a, and they lean into the idea that they are a woke corporation. How do you guys feel about that and what you've experienced? <laughs> Not to use the term woke and get in trouble for that, but you guys know. You, you get what I'm saying. Uh, personally, I don't think there's such a thing as a woke corporation. Yeah, I second that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's definitely really transparently obvious. It's, it's very hypocritical to see how they treat us while at the same time they're constantly pushing, you know, how they're such an inclusive and, you know, you know, open company. When, progressive is the term I would use. Really. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Very progressive company when the way that they've treated us has been anything but, you know, by putting me on the street during the holidays, you know, that that's not very progressive. I don't see what's... Pro- oh, hang on, so. I've got a statement from them. Hang on a second. Another uh, statement? Yeah, oh, yeah. No, 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 this is, this is a long statement and okay. it addresses every single thing I could have ever wanted. Uh, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Our decisions are... Gr- oh. On allegations of retaliation and other unfair labor practices, that's you, Will, Uh, our discussion, our decisions are grounded in established policies and are in alignment with labor and employment laws. We have fully honored the process laid out by the NLRB, and we are fully committed to our partner's right to engage in lawful labor activities. But interest in a union does not exempt partners from following policies and procedures that apply to all partners. Our partners receive training on all of our policies and are aware that failing to uphold them can result in corrective action up to and including separation. So were you fired for cause? If if they would hold all of those uh, policies, if they held all the partners to the pol- to those to account to those policies, then that entire store would be fired including the, the anti-union partners. You know, we make mistakes all the time in the process of the service industry. It's, it's very common. And that mistake was weaponized against me in order for me to lose my job. Okay, so you did make a mistake and they fired Yes, okay, absolutely. No, 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 for sure. For sure there was a mistake that was made. The only thing is that these mistakes were always overlooked and they continue to be overlooked, except in my case, because of my organizing and my engaging in protected activity. Well, I... Uh all I can say is it seems like it's a, lo- a long struggle here. Um, I think you were telling me that there's only one contract that they've agreed to, and it's not even the United States. Is that right? Mm-hmm. It's in it's in Canada. Yeah, they, it was a, it was negotiated, I believe, in in 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that with the United Steelworkers. Exactly with the Steelworkers Union. Yeah. 
So what are your next steps? Where do you guys go from here? Have you have you gained employment and are you looking for employment or is the good fight still going? Well, definitely going to pursue this unfair labor practice in court. You know, they're not going to get away with it. Um, it's that that's for sure. Um, I am looking for employment. Yeah, definitely. Got to pay the bills, especially here in Miami. So if you're listening today. <laughs> <laughs> right, and there is you want to you want to do a, you want to do a business pitch. You want to do a, oh, you know I'm eager to work. I'm a fighter for labor. You already know. All right, well and, that's going to exclude you from most jobs in exactly, Miami. But good luck. I assume actually he, at, after ten years working there, you know a lot about the coffee business. Oh no, that's for sure. I'm up, I'm literally built by it right okay. now. Right. Well, point. that's and that's a, that's a, that's a that's a yeah, fair clearly well caffeinated as well. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a fair point. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming in, and uh, we'll be following that. And of course, uh, you know, there's a Starbucks here in Key Biscayne. I know that you, you're not going to tell us whether there's an or, whether you would even think of doing that. But if that does happen, you know where to reach us if there's news. Absolutely. All right. All right, gentlemen. We'll be right back after this. Stay with us. death of you and me, but we're not unarmed. Our weapon solidarity. Jim Beals and Karen Silkwood, the list goes on and on. With every year that passes, 60,000 more gone. Oh, it's a war on the workers. And we are back on Antisocial. I am Tom Mosloom with my co-host, Tony Winton. Tony, I know you're super sympathetic to the unions. Well, I, I believe in the process of collective bargaining. Um, I do. Now, this is for everybody, though. I mean, well, it's a Starbucks. These are twelve dollar an hour jobs. Do they? I mean, wouldn't 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 that be the most the population that would benefit from it the most? No, that would be workers? the population who should go get a different job. These well, are entry level jobs. I know, but that's that's not uh, the idea of bargaining for your bargaining individually and bargaining collectively is two different things. And why? why why is it so hard for people to bargain, sit down at a table and hammer out an agreement? Well, I mean, if they feel their statement was that, you know, they're coming in and you've got a Zoom going and we don't know who's on the other end of the Zoom, we're out of you. And you experienced that. You experienced that. I mean, I was I was part of your uh, your bargaining right, team. Right, but we told everyone who was on the call and everyone knew that. Yeah, it, and they ended up, you know, negotiating for what, half a day before they'd hear the people on the call? That's correct. But these guys sat around and... You know, maybe they're just not as organized. But again, we're talking about jobs that you can leave and get a better job. In fact, Starbucks barista well, but, but, jobs it, are designed to leave and go get a better job. But but to I, I, I hear that that argument thing. If you just don't like it, quit and find another job. But that's not what that's not what the entire process of bargaining is about. The idea is to change the power balance from one person bargaining on their own with very little leverage sure. and to get additional leverage with by uniting together. I get it. So really that's just saying you don't like the idea of collective bargaining, which is okay. For I think, but, but that's, I mean, but that, but, but that's, that, that's what that statement implies. Well, my, my, well, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's what it implies to you. What it implies is that for this specific case and these specific jobs, it just seems like it's a mismatch to me. 
I've worked in television and radio and the media all my life. I am very familiar with unions. Those are careers. Those are jobs that people spend 30 and 40 years in. They retire with a gold watch. That's how it goes. I get that. Collective bargaining seems to make sense in a lot of those cases. Although when I was at NBC, I got to negotiate against the unions. Right. But fairly. But you didn't have one session and didn't meet for, you know, it wasn't like a session and didn't come up with counterproposals or anything else, right? No, no, no. I we think were, what you told me is your whole thing was to get the thing over as quickly yeah, and as efficiently. Yeah, what do you guys want? This is how much money we have. Right, go away. This is what I can give you, and it's not going to change. Yes, I was right? terrible at it. That's, why, <laughs> that's probably why they fired me. Yes. yes. Our opening proposal is our final proposal. Yeah, here's how much money you guys decide how you want to use it. Thanks. Yeah, that, that's... By the way, here's the New York contract. We can't stray outside of these parameters. Oh, you want flex time? No, I'm sorry. The New York contract doesn't let it. That's really what happened. All right. So uh, what else is going on in Key Biscayne, Tony? I know there's uh, active news going on. Well, we just had, a, we know, had our council meeting. Um, and uh, I guess things that people things are talking about is, you know, um, the return of a candidate. Which candidate? Well, we had a mayoral election, as you know. And oh, the other candidate. Yeah. The other candidate, candidate, candidate for mayor. Oh, boy. You know. And? The reason is not the merits or the demerits of the vision plan. The reason is the process. And I think that the process needs to be a lot more inclusive. We're talking about the vision plan here. It didn't get voted on. <clears throat> the vision plan that he was at all the meetings for? He was at some of them. I don't know if he was at all of them. There were lots of public meetings. So does he, he, does he have a problem? He doesn't have a problem with the vision plan. He didn't identify a problem with the vision. Plan. He has a problem with how the vision plan got put together. Right. And just, so, just to bring our listeners up to speed, the village of Key Biscayne, of, I mean, God, this has been going on now for a couple of years, started a, a pollution. It was initially called the 2040 plan, and they wanted to update the 2020 plan since we on past 2020, and they had the 2040 plan, and they brought in all of these uh, segments of the community to talk about uh, traffic and um, education and parks and sustainability and the environment and the, all this other stuff. There's a lot, lot of different components of this plan, and I went through a number of things. The The village hired a top-rate urban planning firm to help them design it. Oh, we talked to these guys like a year yeah, ago. Mar- Mario Garcia-Sara. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Show. I remember this show. We'll put a link to that episode if you want to hear about it. because They were really nice. Yeah. They, and it's non-binding, right? It's an advisory. It's basically dream big, this is what we could be. Right. It's a wish list. But it's not a plan like these aren't these aren't projects that are shovel ready, nor are they funded. It, 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 this is just let me reframe the way you could think about your village. No dollar signs are attached. These are the these are the priorities that future council should should come. We should all get together. So, what is the problem with how the plan was formed? Well, I mean, I have my suspicions, but I'm gonna. I'll let the journalist speak, and then I'll uh, weigh in. in the the during the election, as you may remember, yeah, there was, there how was, could I forget the election? There was concern over the development, and yeah. uh, there there was a uh, uh, a number of amendments to the village charter that were proposed. Many of them failed. A few of them passed. All except for the Winton amendments. The Winton amendments were uh, uh, won with flying and, colors. And, and the, 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 the criticism of them was that <laughs> it would somehow lead to um, 
developers having rough being able to run. Yes, I remember shot. the mailer with the, the mailer skyscrapers, with the skyscrapers on Key Biscayne. Yeah, it was Key awesome. Biscayne Fantastic. And, and, I love that stuff. Yes. And uh, and Mr. Gomez, uh, that was one of his talking points during uh, the election is that. Uh, so now, he's trying to connect the vision connect, plan to connect the vision plan. He's trying to make the vision plan into a blueprint for the future right. rather and, than a vision plan. Right. And this Got committee it. came up with a report and there were some changes at the, at the end. And the, and of course the whole thing goes to the village council because it's nearly an advisory board. It goes to the village council for uh, adoption, rejection changes. Uh, they could delete all of it, rewrite whole parts of it. The vision plan is, it was merely on the agenda. And instead of even having a discussion about it, it was withdrawn. So you might say that we have a, a lack of, a lack of a vision plan. And pay the price for your lack of vision. It's just been put down. Was that another another soundbite by Fausto? <laughs> anyway. I mean, is he a Sith Lord? Is that what you're, is that no, what you're going at? No, I'm just saying it's, we don't have a vision plan. Zap. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, now it's going to come well, back. It'll on come another, back. It'll it's come a vision plan. It's not like... Yeah, it's not real. It's smoke and mirrors. You guys, lighten up. It's going to come, come up on another meeting. You know, I... Uh, What's interesting, though, is the conflation of these two issues. If anything, the the goal of all the people attending these meetings, the members of the division board, was to put further limits on development, to put further restrictions, uh, to make sure that the island was t- addressing its sustainability and resiliency needs, and to when development took place or redevelopment took pla- takes place, that it's done in a way that makes, you know, ecological and traffic sense for the community. Um, so it's kind of backwards to say that, that that's what they were advocating because the record is. No, this is, this is, this is classic. Uh, we weren't directly involved. I wasn't on the committee and therefore I don't like it. That's what this is. That is a, a prototypical Key Biscayne issue. We listened to that particular candidate and those of that candidate's cohort say repeatedly, we don't trust the government. We don't want the people who are elected to represent us. We want to represent ourselves and we don't want them to make any decisions. That was the platform of that candidate and his cohort. Do I have it right? I'm not going to put words in somebody else's mouth. I'm just going to say that you're just going to smile while I say it. It's fine. (laughs) There's just there was just no there was no articulated reason, Mister. Blink twice if I'm right. Uh, The that's one. That's two. Okay, I got it. Let's listen to what he said. Here's what he said. Okay. The reason is not the merits or the demerits of the vision plan. The reason is the process, and I think that the process needs to be a lot more inclusive. So I'm going to go back to this. If you don't actually have a specific beef with the plan, I like the plan. Yes, or don't like the plan, but your argument is a process argument after the entire process went on for a couple of years with multiple public meetings and an that election, he attended and an election that was a subject of debate. Uh, I don't know what else we've already we've did. already wasted too much breath on this. OK, um, I do want to I want to follow up on last week's show Uh-oh. where we had uh, Olina from the uh, Kibis, or the uh, Kiev Independent. 
yes, Olena, yes, Goncharova. Yes, uh, and I had said something offhanded that we were going to throw their RSS feed on uh, the Kibiskin Independent. I understand you actually followed up on that. Yes, I did. We, we actually took it up to the board of directors uh, of the uh, Kibiskin Independent, and uh, we have asked, well, that's something you can just do. You have to get agreement from that organization. Right, from the Kiev Independent yeah, so as well. So she has written back to us, and she's running it by her Oh, this is super exciting. And we are hoping to be able to have a section on our website where we'll just highlight the work of this nonprofit independent journalism organization in the English language uh, reporting from uh, Ukraine. Good for you, man. That's awesome. All right. Well, why don't we take a break and we'll come back, pour myself a drink and head into segment three uh, as we as we should. All right. And I assume that's going to be coffee. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> And we are back live on Anti-Social. I'm Tony Winton. I'm Tom Mosloom, and this is generally the point where I'd throw some rocks in a glass, pour myself a little brown liquid, and uh, talk about nonsense. Um, instead, I have, uh, I've quit drinking. Yes. I've quit drinking coffee. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm just... I'm you just quit a... coffee drinking for the Starbucks show? I know, I know. It's bad timing. That's bad on me. That's a, that's a tactical error. <laughs> Don't shake your head at me. Don't give me no, that. I, I, well, it's also the segment of the show where Tom usually throws something at me that I have no idea what's coming. Now, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what it is, but for him, it's this. You know what that is? That's literally a barrel of monkeys. So we'll find out. So Tony and I are going to play barrel of monkeys and we'll let you know if this show is, is more, more fun. more fun than a barrel yeah, of monkeys. I got monkeys. you. Yeah, that's, that's good. I like it. They're, they're lime green. You know, and I, I always did really bad at this game. We should, uh, we should get those customized with the show logo on them and give them to guests. What? More fun than a barrel of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They keep us getting independent, antisocial. <laughs> <laughs> always okay. thinking. What's on your, uh, what's on your uh, social media feeds there, Tony? Well, you know, uh, it keeps oscillating um, between George Santos <laughs> and George... Santos. <laughs> <laughs> it is the story that just keeps giving, isn't it? <laughs> you know, okay, so let's say you're- The drag queen, I just when I thought it couldn't get stranger, he was a drag queen in Brazil. He denies it. He denies it. There's pictures. He denies it's not him. It's somebody else. Okay, looks like him. Maybe, maybe it's not him. You know, maybe in, in days maybe of, it's Anthony Devalder. In, in, in days of Photoshop and deep fakes and everything else, who knows? I, who this knows? is true. Yes, this is true. Yes, uh, I, I I would want to. You know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall of the uh, Nassau County Republican Committee. That would be an interesting. Well, I, they're in a they difficult. Have, everybody's they have a bit in, of a pickle. Yes, everybody's in a difficult position because lying in politics is one hundred percent legal. Yes. So we know he's a liar. Right. And we know it's absolutely legal. So there are no repercussions. I, 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 will, I will quote this. I have Stone quote. It's something I learned early in my career as a journalist. And I'm sorry. I know there are some people who really are very civically minded and they're going to get mad at me when I say this. But the quote is, 
all governments are run by liars and nothing they say should be believed. That is the quote. Okay. It's like every journalist learns that. Just telling. Okay. Okay. Well. Yeah. But my point is there's but this like is a standard I mean, level of lying. But these issues have gone to court. They've gone to trial and it's always been found, well, that's that's free speech. That's political speech which is covered by free speech, and you're allowed to lie. Unless you defraud someone. The question is whether or not the lie ended up in defrauding somebody or some other criminal activity, like stealing money from a dying dog or, or whatever def- or that you story def- was. Or you defame someone, which is a tort. Mm-hmm. That's sure. Not, that, there, there are limits to contours of that, right? But in this case, you know, he, he's under a number of different investigations. Um, you know, I, I don't know the merits uh, of that. It's... But, you know, in terms of the, the lettuce, where are we on the lettuce clock? If he's the head of lettuce, like our former Brit- British prime minister. Well, right. I mean, listen, he's he, obviously they want him around. If I'm a Democrat, if, I, if I'm advising the Democrats, I'm like, you keep this guy in Congress as long as humanly possible, because we want people talking about him instead of Joe Biden. Right, because otherwise, if it wasn't for George Santos and getting a good laugh at that man's expense, we would be talking about Joe Biden's document drip, where every time he leaves a room, we find classified documents. Absolutely, right, sure, and that's a that's a huge huge issue for the president. No, no, no question yeah. about it. But, yeah. but in this case, this is. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to come up with an example of. The, no, no, this is perfect. It's, it's, it's perfect. Even, it, it is, even it is Tom, perfect. Even, I mean, it's just... This is the perfect allegory to the... mom to wasn't the, in 9-11. <laughs> I mean, I just like every direction you can go. It's, it's Yeah, we're going to find out that his name isn't George or Santos or Anthony or Devalder or Katara or... Revi- He's going to be like Joe Smith, and he was, you know, born in Chattanooga, Tennessee. I, I don't know, but that is... That's that's my feed. It's just one one thing after another. Well, I have been consumed with the greatest single thing that has happened to me on social media since I've been on social media. Oh, I oh yes, you told me. This is this is truly newsworthy. Nancy, I, I don't have the music. We don't even have. That's the music. right. Nancy Sinatra randomly followed me. Randomly. Randomly. I just woke up one These morning and started. Keep on walking. I can't be more excited. Like I don't even like. I'm now like shy like i'm now thinking about i i don't know what to say on twitter anymore because nancy might see it and frown upon me wow nancy sinatra that's huge dude wow does she does she know about the pool table no i i'm i can't work up the courage to say anything to her okay (laughs) i'm fanboy i'm starstruck okay of Uh, all the celebrities that i've been around i've never been starstruck this is the one i have a i have a i have a couple my as you know my we talked about this before my favorite interaction is with uh is with mark hamill sure yes you know awesome yeah he's funny yeah he's he's funny he's got a good feed he's got a good feed and uh and of course you know i always needle him about having once been an ap employee <laughs> for for like yeah. 20 minutes right you know, he, he got he was on there because he didn't he didn't was he didn't have a blue check or something <clears throat> whatever whatever some sort of thing with elon musk and i said well you know i don't know how i got I even know how i got the blue check to begin with and i said well because you work for the AP. ap yeah, that's exactly <laughs> correct but anyway so here's a tip though nancy yeah just because you, now that I don't know if you can steal this with twitter but if, if there's someone's following you you can send them a direct message yes i know okay so my daughters are like, send, what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Send a, send a picture. Of the pool table. Of the pool table and say, by the way, I'm such a big fan of you and your and your dad and your family. This is the pool table. It's in my office in Miami. 
and say here and here it is and you know let's that's chat, a good idea let's, let's chat sometime that's a good idea about about, about you know things yeah. she was uh, she was busy blowtorching some guy who said that Dean Martin was a drunk and uh, you know she would know she said no that was an act no that that was an act uh, and he was good at it well you have to show up and the directors yeah. cost money and film cost money and crews cost money and yeah you had to be able to turn it on and off yeah yeah so it's been fun it's been fun That's now great, that now though. that she follows me now that I followed her back and now I can see her feet it's pretty cool so that was my highlight of the week okay well, i'm gonna I'm gonna dine out on that all weekend that is that's 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 very cool yeah all right my brother well that's uh that's episode two of season seven right uh look before we go i just want to remind everybody that news is important local news is really important hyper local news here on key biscayne this is the only place you're going to hear stories like this if you go onto the key biscayne independent you will be able to see the news that's important to you the things that impact your life as the village of key biscayne and because it's important when you go on that site I would ask you to consider hitting that donate now button because news is not cheap. It takes a team of people to put these stories together on a weekly basis and get them to you so that you guys could make informed decisions. That's Kibiscane Independent, kbindependent.org. Donate now. I'm Tom Moslin. I'm Tony Winton. Be safe, everybody. And again and again, I think of a Sand flies itch in your head as you return.